Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. Turn to Psalms chapter 91. I want to welcome all of those who are joining us on many social media avenues that we have. Some are watching us live right now, and you've been joining us in our service, and you're watching that. There are others who it's in the middle of the week, and you're on podcast, and you're listening, just listening to us driving to work. We're glad to have you. Happy Father's Day to all of our dads. We continue to pray a blessing on all of our fathers. Well, every year, the 1st of January, I always invite you. I, I encourage our church to read the Bible. We've got to read the Bible. We've got to read the Bible. We've got to read the Bible. And, and I encourage us to read the Bible. And for well over 30 years, I don't know how much longer, it may be 40, but for, for many, many years, I have a Bible laying right by my chair, and I have glasses on it. This is not the Bible that I carry to church or that I move around the house. It's not the glasses that anybody in the home is allowed to wear and to take somewhere else. That way in the morning when I sit down, my Bible's at church. Oh, it's out in the car where I can't find any glasses. You know, the devil will use every excuse he can to keep you from reading the Word. And I can't find it. And well, it's over here. Well, where is my... This Bible stays right there. And everybody in the home knows that. So I get my coffee in the morning and I sit down. My Bible and my glasses are right there. And, and I, I'm never behind in my Bible reading. Oh, I'm just so far behind. I'm never behind because I'm just where I left off the last time I read. The reason they make Bibles with those little ribbons in it is for me so that I can just, when I finish reading, I put the ribbon there and I'm not behind. If I'm out of town, if I'm gone, wherever it is, I hadn't read for several days. When I pick it up and open my Bible, oh, I'm right on time right there and I read the next few chapters. Now, it's amazing. I read, I don't know, two or three or four chapters or sometimes five chapters, sometimes I, however many. But it's amazing at the end of the year, when I get to the first week in December, I finish reading the Bible. I just, it just ends up. And so I, I've done this for, for many, many years. And I, do I understand it all? Well, heavens no, I sure don't. Can I pronounce all those names in the Old Testament? You know I can't. And I'm not even getting closer to pronounce them. But you know, after some 30 plus years of reading the Bible through every year, I'm understanding it a lot more than I used to. The more you read it, the more you read it, the more God's Word comes alive to you. And the more you understand it, uh, the more you understand His plan for us. The Word is making sense to me, and the Word is directing and guiding our life. Well, since that's what I do, here we are in June. June is halfway through this year, 2023. So, I'm in Psalms. If you hold your Bible and if you open it right in the middle, it will open to Psalms. Psalms is the middle of the Bible. So, here it is in June. Well, I'm in Psalms. I've been reading Psalms. So, this week I've been in Psalms 91. I want to turn there and talk about this for a little bit. Turn to Psalms 91. Psalms 91, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap, protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid 
of the terrors of the night, nor the error that flies in the day. Don't dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes. See how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold up your hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You'll crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When, I call on, when they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and I will give them my salvation. Every Christian believes Psalms 91 is for them. He is my refuge. He's my place of safety. But we're going to put a refrigerator magnet, put that on it, stick it on the fridge. We'll sure to see that scripture because we go there often. He rescues me from every trap. He protects me from disease. His promises, armor, protection for me. I don't dread disaster. All of you have heard a thousand fall this side, 10,000 fall at that side. No plague comes near my home. I, I trample on lions and cobras and I'm honored, I'm rewarded. We all love Psalms 91. We all love it. We all read it. And probably as I read that, you th I've heard that before, I've heard that before. All of those verses are very familiar for us. And every Christian confesses these promises over themselves and over their families. I love Psalms 91. Want to make me a t-shirt. But you know, sometimes we can be guilty of just reading the Bible and making it say what we want it to say. So sometimes we can be guilty of just kind of thinking one thing about Scripture, and that's not what it said. Well, before we print the T-shirt, before we get us a refrigerator magnet, we might want to read this close and see what it says. Verse 1, those who live in the shelter of the Most High. Whoa, 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 stop. Hold the phone. What would that say? Those who. Those who. Psalms 91 is not for everybody. It's not. Psalms 91 is not for every Christian. It isn't. It's, verse 1 doesn't say, he who goes to church occasionally will let and then thousands fall. Into, he who goes to church occasionally, no disease is coming. Well, hold on, it doesn't say that. Verse 1 doesn't say, who, he who believed in his heart, confessed with his mouth that Jesus Lord. It doesn't say that. Psalms 91 is real clear about who will benefit from these promises it's those who live in the shelter of the Most High. Psalms 91 belongs to those people. Now, Psalms 91 is open to everybody. It's open and it's available. Psalms 91 is available for everybody, but it is for those who's made the choice to live, to remain, to reside, to dwell, to live. Today's title is those who live. The title of today's message is those who live. Because there are many who are born again, but only a few have made the decision to live in the shelter. 
I'm going to live in his presence. I'm going to live in that secret place. I'm not going to live in bitterness. I'm not going to live in anger. I'm not going to live eat up with jealousy. I'm not come out. I'm going to, I'm going to just live in his presence. Just because you confess Jesus is Lord does not mean you're living in the shelter of the Most High. The title of today's message is Those Who Live. The word live, translated dwell. The definition of that word is to make one's home, to reside, to make your habitation. I like this one, to make your environment. See, these are the people that Psalms chapter 91 is talking about. Those who are making, this is my environment. This is where I live. I mean, a lot, lot's going on out here in the world. Here's where I live. Here, here's where I live in my life, inside my thoughts, inside my, here's where I'm living. See, many claim the word, but fail to notice it's not talking about the lifestyle that you're living in right now. The lifestyle that you're living in right now is not who the provisions of Psalms 91 is clearly for. Absolutely being born again is the first step. By far, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. But that's only the first step. There is some moving to do. You're gonna have to pack some boxes. You're gonna have to get the moving van. And I gotta move out of my depression. I'm gonna have to move out of my hate. I'm gonna have to move out of my unforgiveness. I'm gonna have to go over here and live in some peace. I'm going to have to live in some joy. See, there, there's some moving. to. When you get saved, there's some moving to do. You don't live in the entertainment that you used to live in. You don't live letting the carnal nature make decisions for you. See, you don't live letting the lust of the flesh decide, well, if it feels good, we're going to do it. See, I used to live like that, but I don't live in that place anymore. More. So I don't live with those friends that are taking me in that direction. I don't live, I don't reside in those thoughts. I don't reside in those things that are going on inside me. I, I don't live in what God's word clearly calls sin. Are you dwelling, residing, remaining? Or are you living in what God's word says is sin? Or are you living in a hurt? In your, are you living in a jealousy? I mean, what, where is it? This president, are you living in how horrible this president is? Just eat up with the decisions, eat up with what this president, are you, are you living? Let me tell you, you want to read some bad presidents, you ought to read the Old Testament. Woo, there were some dudes. I mean, we've had doozies. And in the midst of some of these real winners, in the midst of Nebuchadnezzar, in the midst of the, some of these leaders that we've had in the world, he provides a shelter with his wings. He provides a dwelling place. Well, it doesn't matter who's in leadership, in what the direction they're doing and the decisions. I'm not consumed with just anger and bitterness and, and it's just going all over inside of me how horrible this is. I'm living and dwelling in God's presence and I'm enjoying, enjoying every day of my life. I had a lady years ago maybe in her mid-60s. It was tragic, tragic. She had lost her husband. I mean, young, young woman with kids. And her husband had suddenly passed away. You're not going to believe this story. 
a pastor came to visit her in her grief and just and she's a good looking woman pastor came to visit her if if you're lonely and if you're sad and if you'd like somebody to come over and stay the night with you really really a pastor making a pass at a grieving woman and and she said tim i've never been in church a day since never been in church a day since I can't imagine anything more horrible. I can't imagine a pastor. I, I, my flesh wants to come out, and I'd like to get my hands around that guy. I, I'd like to deal with him. Uh, I'd like to get my hands around that guy. But here's the deal. I don't care how horrible this situation was. You can't live for the next 30 years of your life because we got some bonehead, some doofus, somebody in sin, somebody that hurt, some youth pastor that twisted off, some senior pastor that blew it, goofball pastor, are you kidding me? But that can't wreck your whole life. You can't live there. You can't live your whole life based on what happened to you. And it was bad. It was terrible. I can't imagine anything that sick, that horrible. But that can't keep you out of church for the rest of your life. You don't even realize it, but where you dwell, for the most part, is all over your face. Depression is all over you. And it's affecting everybody you work with. See, your hurt, your loss, where you dwell affects your interaction with everybody else. You don't realize it. But what happened to you 30 years ago is still affecting the way you treat your husband today. It's still affecting, you know, you're running with your boss. You have a thing right now at work and your boss and it's horrible. But that can't affect the way you talk to your children at home. See, you're dwelling, you're living in this conflict with a boss at work, and you don't realize it, but you're mean, you're snapping, you're biting, you're hurting your children, you're wounding them. See, where are you? I'm just asking today, are the promises in Psalms 91, are they for you? Are they for you? Because it's clear, they're for those who? They're for those who are living in his presence. Not in 30 years ago. They're for those who are living in his presence. You're not living in the disappointments of life. You're living in his presence. Verse 16. I will reward with long life. Well, we ask, what is long life? When I was 11 years old, my dad had cancer in a kidney. It filled his whole kidney. They had to remove his kidney. Then he had to have chemo because they didn't know if any of it had gotten outside the kidney or if they'd gotten removed the whole kidney. It was a pretty big deal. Back then, it was a real big deal. And I, I can take you right to the place I was standing when I'm processing all of this and preparing myself for what's ahead. And I, I, I mean, as clear as it is right now today, I thought, my dad's old. He's old. Old people die. He's lived a long, good life, and I'm preparing myself for my dad to pass away. Years ago, I started adding all of that up. He was this age when he got married. I was 11. To, my dad was 33. 
I jumped up from my chair. I ran into our little daughter's room and I said, I'm 33 and I'm not old. I want you to know that. 33 is very young. You think I'm old and I'm not old. I want you, you know, they're just staring at me, little girls. I'm just staring at me. I'm not old. What is old? What is a long life? Some of you in here that are 30 have little kids. It's about time for you. You've had a good life. You're old, boy. You're old at 30. I mean, how, what is old? I'm telling you, it wasn't long ago, 60 was old. I want you to know, 60 is really young. I mean, 60 is young. I mean, it's unbelievable how young 60 is. How, let me tell you, my grandfather came to church with us, and after church was over, we'd go home. Now, he's 94, and he'd say, son, who is that elderly woman at church? Oh, I'm thinking, okay, you're 94. I don't, how old is an elderly woman at church? How, he will satisfy you with, a, let me reward you with a long life. How many years is a long life? How many years is that? The key word in the King James Version is satisfy. It's not a length or a number of years. It is a life that we live where we're satisfied. I'm satisfied. You can't know when I'm in his presence, I'm satisfied. Is everything perfect in my life? Heavens, no. But you're looking at one satisfied guy. I got a great life. I couldn't be any better. I'm living blessed. I'm living happy. And I am satisfied with my life. See, that's what Psalms 91 says. For those who live in his presence, it's not a number of years that I gut out a miserable life. It's not a number of years. It's a place in life where you're satisfied. Man, I am satisfied in life. That's what happens to those who dwell in the secret place. They're rewarded with a satisfied life. Luke eleven twenty four tells us about an evil spirit leaving a person. And the home is swept clean, got in order. And that evil spirit comes back with seven worse than it. And it moves back in. And that state of that person is worse off than before. And that's what happens when a lot of folks get saved and they clean up their act, but they don't fill their life with the presence of the Lord. You got to fill your house with God's presence. That's where you live. Well, look, Tim, I quit this and I quit that and I quit this. Well, that's wonderful. You needed to quit all of those. That's fantastic. But that evil spirit is coming back and he better find your house full. He better find your house full of the presence of the Lord. God and I are, I'm full of the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life, and that's where I live. You don't want to just clean your act up. You're in trouble. We're going to dwell in his presence. Psalms 91, verse 1. Some translations use the word shelter. Some use secret place. I wanted to know what that word really meant, and I started looking that word up. In the Greek, and it says a shelter or a secret place, that word in the Greek, listen to this. One, it's a place remote from human travel. It's just more than church attendance. It's more than reading your Bible. It's more than praying every night before you go to bed and you ought to do all those things. But there is a place that you live that's remote from human travel. You know, there's people just full of drama. 
their life is just full of drama. I, I'm remote from all of that. The, the people live like full of jealousy and just strife and jealousy. You know, I'm, y'all do whatever you're going to do. I mean, I don't know what, do what you want to do. I'm not a part of all that. Y'all bickering and fighting. Y'all gossiping, talking about me, running me down. Look here, look here. I'm, I'm not a part of all of that. So I'm, I'm a remote from human travel. That's just not a part of where I live. There's a secret place. See, there's a secret place. There is a shadow that the power and presence of God cast that you can live in. Verse 1 goes on to say, For those who find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Think about it when a shadow is made. You can position yourself in it or out of it. I mean, here it is. You can get in the shadow. You can get in that shade or, or you can get out of it. This is very interesting. Dictionary says shadow. A definite area of shade cast on a surface by something that intercepts the light rays. Oh, you can't believe how good what I'm fixing to tell you is. Just get ready to say, woo, that was good. See, the sun is so hot, it's blistering you. I'm looking for some shade. I'm looking for something that will intercept that light ray. I'm looking for something that will intercept that light ray. Several weeks ago, we were out in our rodeo. We got a, a roping arena, a practice arena right behind my house. And it's open because we rope in it. I'm telling you what, that sun was cooking now. It was hot. It was hot. Sun was baking me. I was hot. We got a couple of big umbrellas and chairs that are out there in that arena. And I got off my horse. one of those times when I get hot, my eyeballs get hot. I don't know if your eyeballs get hot, but boy, I get hot in my eye. I'm hot. Alan Bates, he's sitting right back there. But at this time, he was sitting over in the shade of one of those umbrellas. And I walked by and he said, pull up a chair over here. There's plenty of room. And he said, it's pretty nice in this shadow. It's pretty nice right here in this shade. Tim, just stop a minute, pull you up a chair and sit down here beside me. It's pretty nice under here. I stood there. I'm thinking, he didn't say one thing about that sun. He didn't say one thing about, Tim, let me turn the heat of that sun down. Tim, let me do something about that sun that's cooking you. He didn't even mention the sun. He's come over here and sit in this shadow. It's nice right here. See, that burn was being intercepted. Oh, this is good right here. See, that burn was being intercepted. Those light, that burn was being intercepted. And it went all over me. It went all over me. There's nothing to be done about that sun. Church, I, I can't do anything about what happened to you when you were nine. There's nothing I can do about what happened to you 30 years ago. What's going on in your life right now? I wish I could do something about it. I can't turn the heat of that sun down. But what I can tell you is, come sit beside me. It's pretty nice. 
It's pretty nice right here where I'm sitting. Just come on over here. Have you a seat for just a minute. I can't do anything about what happened to you this last week. I can't do anything about when you were a teenager and you had a jerk of a youth pastor. He ought to be horse whipped. He ran off and abandoned y'all and lied to a bunch of kids. And your youth pastor hurt you and hurt you deeply. And that was third. I can't, I can't do anything about that jerk. Wish I could, but I can't do anything about him. But here's what I can tell you is, I got a pretty cool place I'm sitting in. Come on over here. Catch you a seat. Catch you a seat. Because I have found something that intercepts the light rays that was cooking me. Life's hot for everyone. It's hot for all of us. It's hot for all of us. But there are those who find shelter. There are those who get in the shadow of the Almighty. And those are the ones whose God's promises are far when he talks about a refuge, a place of safety. Those are the ones that God's word is talking about. Look at Psalms 91 with me. Living, dwelling in the shadow of the mighty. This is who a refuge, a place of safety, protection from deadly diseases, covering with his wings, not afraid of terrors. This is the one who a thousands are falling here, ten thousands are falling there. You know, I noticed something about that shade. I noticed something about that shadow is it moves. And I got to move with that shadow. I got to move with that shadow. It moves. The blessed life. The life of Psalms 91 is for those who are moving with God. Those who are moving with God. And we've got young people that come here to Leaders Academy. Come from states all over everywhere. They know that God moved them here. He shouted, he brought them. See, they know God came, brought them here. And this church, this ministry introduces our interns to a relationship with the Lord. And they're living in a place that they never even dreamed of. Wow, it's good here. It's good here. And I know some after nine months when graduation happens, some that shadow moves and God is moving them on to somewhere else. But there are others that stay another year. There are others that stay five years. There are some of those that stay 10 years. Paul Kern came here 38, 39 years ago to Leaders Academy and he's still here. Here's what I'm telling you. You better stay where God's got you or you'll be right back out there where you were getting cooked before you got in his presence. You follow God. You follow God. And what's sad is all my friends are moving, so I guess I got to move. God ain't moving you. You better be careful. You better be careful because we live in an imperfect world and not everything suits you all the time. Be careful. You better be careful. The shadow has your kids in Christian Ministries Academy. That's where you're supposed to be. That's where God has you. But see, you get mad at the teacher, you get mad at the decision, or you don't like what happened here, you don't have it. And what happens is you jump out from under where God has you. See, God's shadow is for you to be in this church, 
I'm, you're supposed to be in this church and this is where God has you. But something doesn't suit you and so out from under that. God's got for you to be in this job. He opened up a provision for you. He put you in this job, in this place. And this is where he's going to pour his blessings out on you. But you and the boss had a little problem. And so, whoop, yeah. let me just tell you, the devil's burn is being intercepted from you. And he wants you out from under where God wants you. He wants you out from under there. And he's going to get you offended. He's going to get you mad. He's going to get you hurt. He's going to get you, oh, there's more money over here. Oh, I got this job opportunity and I'm going to make a lot. The devil does not want his burn being intercepted from you. He wants to cook you. He wants to cook you. And what I want to spend my day doing is moving where God moves and staying where God stays, I'm going to live in that presence. I'm going to live in that protection. I don't care what all my friends do. All everybody's, well, Tim, everybody's, ever, Tim, I don't care what everybody's doing. You're going to find me under his wings. You're going to find, because I found a secret place. I found a place where I'm satisfied. I found a place where I'm blessed. Is my life perfect? Heavens, no, it's not perfect. Am I experiencing people talking about me and hating me and posting stupid stuff about me? We're all gossiped about. Come on and welcome you to life. We're all gossiped about. But I found a place that I ain't moving out. So I'm not moving out of that place. You stay in the shadow of the Almighty. You move with God. You don't move with culture. You don't move with friends. You don't you move with God. You're going to agree with some decisions. You'll not agree with other decisions, but I'm staying where no evil will conquer me. Where no plague will come near my home. Where angels are protecting me. I want to walk on top of lions and cobras. See, I'm going to stay where God's hand is on me. So, sometimes I have to swallow my pride. Sometimes I have to say I'm sorry. Sometimes I have to say I'm not going anywhere and I just got to pull up my big boy pants and sit right here. But here's what I'm telling you, devil, you're not moving me out from under God's shadow. You're not doing that to me. You know, when Alan was sitting there in that arena and he said to me, Tim, come over and sit in this shade with me. There's plenty of room. Pull up a chair and come and sit in this shade with me. It, it, it went all over me when he said that. It went all over me. We're not in church. He's not up preaching a sermon. He's not beating me over the head with his Bible. He just, right where you are, right in your work, right in your school, right where you are, that's what we do. I'm not preaching a sermon to you. I'm just telling you. Here we are in the break room at work. I can see you're burning. I can see you're getting cooked by life. Come on over here. Sit by me. Come over here and sit by me. That's what God's called us to do. He called you to preach a sermon. Well, Tim, I just don't know the Bible like you. He ain't told you nothing about knowing the Bible like somebody else knows. He just said, tell your friends. Tell those who are being cooked. Tell those who are obviously you're being burned up. Hey, I got a place you can live. I got to pull you up a chair. Pretty nice under here. It's pretty nice under here. There's a place, church, for you to dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, refuge. Refuge. I looked that word up and it says protection from danger. 
a place of safety. Refuge is available to you. Before I end today, I want to take a few minutes and make sure that I cover this very clear. God does not provide a refuge for the consequences of sin. Now, let's, let me address this. Let, I don't want everybody leaving with this message. Woo, 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 hold on. You need to know, is what's happening in your life right now a result of you not doing verse 1? See, Proverbs 19, 3, it says people ruin their own life by their own foolishness and then are angry at God, mad at God because he didn't protect me. He didn't provide a shelter for me. He didn't keep me from any, any deadly disease. Here's what you need to know. For, for sin, God does not provide a refuge. For the consequences of sin, God provides repentance. God provides repentance. If you're living in the consequences of sin in your life and you're miserable, you're, you're miserable, your life is miserable, don't blame God. He's provided repentance. God, I'm sorry for this life I'm living. I'm disobedient to your word. I'm living in a lifestyle that's under your curses. I'm living a lifestyle that you clearly said is an abomination. And Lord, I want to repent today. See, he doesn't provide a refuge from the consequences of sin. He provides repentance for the consequences of sin. Psalms 91, God is my refuge. He is my fortress. That doesn't protect you from an unwed pregnancy. That doesn't protect you from a money crisis when you spend more than you make. See, that doesn't protect you from marriage problems when your mouth and you talk to your mate like a dog and you got marriage problems. Well, I thought God was my shelter and my protection. See, you got to repent. Tim, there's no protection for me against these diseases. God doesn't heal your liver when you have drunk so much alcohol in your life, you've eaten your liver up. Are you getting this today? God will provide repentance for sin. Matthew 7, Josh read it the other day, many cry, Lord, Lord. Many cry, Lord, Lord. I don't know who you're talking about. It's great you're in church today. Good decision. It's great you've been in the presence of the Lord today. Our band led us right into the presence. Oh, Courtney. Courtney, oh, mercy. I said, I got to leave if she's going to sing that song again. My goodness, Courtney led us into the presence. Wes, that first song you opened up with. Whoa! That was a wonderful experience in the presence of the Lord, but we can't walk out those doors and walk right out of the presence of God. Are you hearing this today? The provisions in Psalms 91 are for those who live out there just like we've been living in here. He's your refuge in church on Sunday morning. He's your dwelling place in church on Sunday morning. But I want you to notice verse 2. It doesn't say he is my refuge. It doesn't say that. It says he alone is my refuge. He alone is my refuge. You don't find your refuge in your money. You don't find your refuge in your retirement. You don't find your refuge. Are you hearing this? You don't find your refuge in your entertainment. He alone is my refuge. God created us to live a blessed life. 
And in the midst of a fallen, sin-filled world where people do hurtful, horrible things to one another, he has provided a shelter, a dwelling place for you to live. This I declare, he alone is my refuge and my place of safety. And in him will I trust. Today, it's hot out there. It's hot out there. You may be burning up. Pull you up a chair. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice under here where I am. Y'all stand. Lord, today we thank you for that place that you have provided for us to live. And in the midst of jealousy and hurt and pain and sin and all that's going on around us, in the midst of that, you've provided a shelter with your wings for me, my home, my life, for us to live in. Lord, today, I'm living in your shadow. I'm living where you are. I'm following you, and I'm dwelling in your presence. Today we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.